Welcome to the Around the Keg podcast, your one-stop shop for hot takes and cold beer. This week, Matt's out for Thanksgiving, but Wit, Lando, and myself, Keys, are ready to talk some college football. On this episode, we give our thoughts on the Dan Mullen firing and who we think are the best replacements for the head coaching job at Florida. Then we get into some reactions after the newly released rankings from this week, as well as some playoff scenarios based on the playoff committee's explanations. We end the show with our pour one out, cut them off segment, our locks of the week, and our picks for the biggest games of Rivalry Weekend. Now let's pop the tab. What's the Thanksgiving plans look like this weekend, boys? Well... I have to work on Friday, you know, retail things. So my parents are going out to to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. And uh, my mom made Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday. So I've already eaten Thanksgiving food. (laughs) And I had two massive helpings of as much as I could, like, muster, as much as I could put into my stomach is, is what I've already done. So now I'm in the process of trying to work it all back off. Yep. Well, that'll be me tomorrow. I got my first Thanksgiving with my mom's parents, well, uh, dad and stepmom, coming into town tomorrow. I think they come in at 2. I'll be playing golf with my cousin uh, when they come in. And then I think we're doing like a little pot roast dinner kind of deal. My mom's cooking some hash brown casserole. Oh, so I will be indulging in much more carbs than I should be eating. And then uh, Thursday we have Thanksgiving dinner with my dad's parents. We're going to their house. And uh, having a little feast. I'm pretty sure I I ask this every year, but what time do you eat your Thanksgiving dinner? Or, or is, it, is it Thanksgiving lunch or is it Thanksgiving dinner? So with my mom's dad, we always do dinner. Um, and it's never real Thanksgiving food and it's never on Thanksgiving. And then with my dad's parents, who I always spend Thanksgiving with, we do like a late lunch, like at like one o'clock, like one or two o'clock. And then usually we eat leftovers at dinner time. Yeah, it, and in in both Hester households and families, when the food's done, which is normally around, I don't know, twelve one o'clock Central Time, that's when we eat, and then we eat all day long. There's no, oh, we're gonna uh, wait until six o'clock to eat dinner. You know, there's none none of that nonsense. I I can't I I I can't sit there and smell all that good Thanksgiving food and wait until six. At night to eat. I, I can't do it. I'll, I'll go insane. No, I would too. And I mean, look at the schedule of NFL games this year too. You got the Bears and the Lions playing at 12, and uh, neither one of them have their starting quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the, the, the Bears win that game because it's you no know, tradition. I like, to right. see the, I like to see the Lions lose on Thanksgiving. It's right. just It's like eating turkey. Exactly. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big turkey guy. It's too dry. It has to be made the, the, the right way. I'm more of a ham fella myself. I am too, but turkey is tradition. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're it's right. a bad tradition, but it is tradition. My mom made uh, uh, carnish hens. I call them yardbird, mm. but they're they're like a uh, little small hen, game hens by by yay big. They're so good. She put them in the in the, in the oven with some gravy. Oh, son. <laughs> oh, it was so good, man. And she made potato salad and mm. some macaroni and cheese. Mm. Some uh, some some dressing. Some Your mom cooks everything. Yams. Yeah, my mom makes everything. Mm. Everything. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. See, my mom is a terrible cook. So oh, my really? Mom, my mom will cook some stuff. She's <laughs> I, got hope, some, I hope your mom doesn't listen to this. She, I, I hope she does. <laughs> I want her to know because, I, I mean, my, my whole childhood, we probably, she cooks maybe five or six things all together. Like what? She, She'll have a couple sides for Thanksgiving. Now, okay, okay. I'll give her credit for one thing. Christmas dinner, she does a prime rib. That's really, really oh, that good. Sounds, that sounds really it's good. It's really good. I'll give her a lot of credit for that. And she does a really good uh, hash brown casserole mm. and buffalo chicken dip. Mm. I'll give her that. But besides that, no. My, like, my, like, like turkey. My mom's cooking turkey this year, and I'm a little bit worried. Like it, I don't like dry turkey either. <laughs> I, I need my turkey to be pretty Make moist. Make sure it's done. <laughs> I'm like, come on. We don't need any I'm deaths. hoping she buy Because, you know, you, you, can buy a, you can buy a pre-made turkey and just kind of warm it up in the oven, and it's pretty good. You just let it cook for like – I think it's like an hour or something, so it gets to that All right. center. I, I pray that's what she bought. I have no idea what she got. I haven't checked the fridge or anything yet. I'm over stuttering because it's so hilarious. You know, you know what I tell her to do? I tell her to go to uh to Boar's Head at Publix and just get some slices. 
honestly would probably like that better. I'm not going to lie. And it, well, it sucks too because my we usually go to Callaway Gardens with my grandparents. Like we've done that pretty much since I was a little kid. And they have like professional chefs that uh, have like professionally cooked yeah. turkey and ham yeah. that we eat. And now this year I'm getting my mom's turkey, mm, which okay. usually people go, mm, you know, mama's home cooked turkey. That sounds that's great. What I, that's what I say. Mm, not me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not me. I, I, I prefer, you. I'd rather my mom just get a honey baked ham and get one of those like really good, yeah, really good Thanksgiving, like honey baked turkeys or honey baked hams. We get one of those every year just for the fridge to put on like yeah. uh, little Hawaiian rolls and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. No, my mom's cooking one this year. She's cooking a big old turkey. The uh, got the whole, all the sides and everything. Got the whole family coming in town. That's It'll be good. fun. It'll be fun. It's the first time we're actually cooking for a long since. Uh, I think it was really little last time we cooked. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. We cook, or somebody in the family cooks every year. I, I've, I've honestly, I've never gone out to eat for Thanksgiving ever in my life. We've gone. Uh, bef- started doing Callaway probably maybe ten years ago. And then before that, we did Merida Country Club maybe twice. And then before that, we used to cook. We used Rich to have, people. yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I'm spoiled rotten. It's actually hilarious. You know, you know what, Lando? Honestly, anyone that likes dry turkey is a probably bag. probably Dan Mullen. Yeah, I, mean, I, Dan I bet Dan Mullen likes dry turkey. He for sure does. I bet his wife makes a fantastic dry turkey. I think his wife spends too much time kissing players on the <laughs> mouth to, to actually cook a good Thanksgiving meal. She must have not kissed any any of the players on on Saturday because they lost to Missouri. Who I think Missouri is not a horrible football team, but they're they're definitely not on the level of Florida is historically, and Florida should never lose to Missouri. And obviously, Dan Mullen got fired because of it. It was about time. I think, you know, Dan Mullen is good for what he is. He's good for like a, a Mississippi State. I know Matt was talking about this in the in the group message. Dan Mullen is good for a program where he doesn't have have to recruit because he's not a great recruiter. Uh, when you have when you go to a program like Florida, you know you can't just be a great football coach. You also have to out recruit Alabama's, the Florida States, the other uh, in state rivals, Georgias, and you know so that's a big reason why he got canned. And you know it's just player development. You have to be able to d- develop your players in order to compete in the SEC. Yeah, and I think Dan Mullen is actually a pretty good player developer. But when you're developing guys who are undersized compared to guys that get recruited to go play at Alabama and Georgia, you're not gonna you're not gonna win those games. You're gonna have years like they had last year where they competed against a really good Alabama in the SEC championship and they beat Georgia by I think it was like twenty one points, twenty four, something like that. So I mean, to me, he's kind of like a Mark Rick towards the end of Mark Rick's career. He He's a good recruiter, but he's not a great recruiter. He can recruit top 10, and he's a good coach, but he can't get past the top guy. He can't get past the guys that can recruit in that top three range who have just better players overall. That that, that's that's the bigger difference. And I told I told Chad that uh, early on, who's our our uh, favorite Florida fan, or at least my favorite Florida fan. I don't have many Florida fan friends, so. Um, but I told him I don't think he was ever going to be a guy who was going to beat Kirby Smart or Nick Saban on a consistent basis. But give him the right talent around him, he's a good enough coach to win here and there. I also think his mindset sucks. Like, I I, I know I know I know I'll keep going back to the bowl game against Oklahoma, but but just his whole mindset during uh, the, the the press conferences before the game and after the game, you can see why they lost. You know. And that carried over into this year, and I kind of figured it would. You know, oh, we're just going to use this game for practice. Oh, we don't have all of our players. Well, Oklahoma didn't have all their players either. So, you know, you you can't – you can't. I was telling um, the guys this earlier because we were talking about, you know, which coaching job would we like to have. And I said LSU, and Matt was talking about how uh, he would want to go somewhere where, you know, the path to the playoff is easiest. And I said, well – the easier path is such a weak mindset. Like if you go to an LSU and you're thinking, oh man, I got to deal with Nick Saban every year, then you've already lost. You have to go in with the mentality of, man, I'm going to beat Nick Saban every year. I'm going to do this, this and that. You can't go in there with an already loser mentality. And that's what I think Dan Mullen has. I think he has a loser mentality. I disagree with you a little bit. I don't think he has a loser mentality. I think he has a, I don't care mentality. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's more right. of a, it's, it's a, like, I think he thinks he can beat, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, but it's the fact of when he gets to the point where he loses two games and he's like, okay, 
I'm not going to I'm not going to win a national championship this year. Why would I why would I care for the rest of the year? Like what's the point, you know? I think that's kind of what I feel about him and then with recruiting he's like who cares about recruiting? It doesn't matter. It, it matters what happens on the field, which is true. But if you don't have yeah, the right players, if you don't then, have for players. Yeah, then it's not going to whatever happens on the field is not going to be what you want to happen on the field. It doesn't matter how good of a coach you are. Yeah. So, I, I think his mindset is too much in when he's not competing for the overall prize, he doesn't care as much. He doesn't understand the whole culture part of college football. And culture in sports is easily the biggest part of of a team being successful mentality. If you have that right mentality, you can go wherever you want to. Yeah. I say that about Lincoln Riley all the time. I think, I think, I think he's a player's coach. Uh, players like to play for him, but his mentality is soft. Uh, and when you go up against a coach like Dave Aranda, who has Baylor playing like physical, tough football and you get, you get straight bullied and and it shows like uh, Oklahoma has, has the, the talent to to be bullies against the Big Twelve and even some of these SEC teams and and compete with you know the Georgias and Alabamas, but because of Lincoln Riley's soft mentality and his mindset, it it doesn't pan out that way because like Oklahoma's going up there tackling with their hands, not bringing their arms. They're soft. You watch Dave Randa's Baylor defense play, man. Those guys are are sticking people. The the, the DBs are tough in coverage. So I, it's it's all about mentality for me. It's all about mindset. You have to have a tough mindset. That's actually a good point, Lando, because you're right. I mean, Lincoln Riley does not like to try and bully people around and run no, the ball. He doesn't. I've, I've noticed that this year, and he's had a lot of success with that spread offense in the past three years. But he's had guys like, you know, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Jalen Hurts, who isn't the best passer, but he's a freak athlete. And you've seen what he's done on the Eagles. He's been really good. And I think uh, so. Yeah, Lincoln Riley runs that that spread type offense, but he's also a run first type of guy. I just think this year, out of all the years, this has been the one year where he has com- got like completely gotten away from running the football. And I think there have been a lot of things that have forced him to do that. The offensive line isn't as good as it was last year, and the running backs aren't as good as they were last year. I know Kennedy Brooks didn't play last year, and he's back this year, but in terms of being deep. Uh, the running back room isn't that deep this year as it has as it has in the been in the past. Uh, but still, that being said, you know we have to Oklahoma has to go out and push people around because they can't they can't play the way they've been playing against Oklahoma State on Saturday, or else they're going to get straight up beat. Yeah, they will. Honestly, I think that Oklahoma needs to go back to running a little bit more of a pro style offense. Well, I've been well, I've been calling for that for forever. Yeah. It's it's never going to happen again. I've, ever since they, you know, they they went to that run and shoot type deal, you know, in in 2000 which won the national championship, you know, they they kind of still ran that pro style offense but that but that's because that was what was being run. Yeah. You know, in that time, but it that's never going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, I get it too. When you get a guy like Caleb Williams who can run the ball so well, it's it's good to have him in the shotgun. And I think the RPOs for Oklahoma more than anything should be like the focal point of the offense but I still think they should throw in some like kind of eye formation looks stuff like that just to just to get that run game going yeah and you know uh was watching the Iowa State game and uh a lot of things actually really stood out to me uh one of the big things was it's just quarterback development I know this is Caleb Williams first year playing quarterback for Oklahoma and you know he's not going to be able to see the field the way you know uh Spencer Rattler, uh, yeah, the, he's not going to be able to see uh, see the field the way Spencer Rattler can because he doesn't have that experience. There yeah. were a lot of open guys that Lincoln Riley, with his play designs, were able to have receivers open down the field. It's just Caleb Williams has to hit those guys. I'm sure next year with some more practice he'll be able to do that. But in terms of this year, we they just need to really just hammer the rock and just kind of keep Caleb Williams on a leash because he – he he plays with with that reckless abandon that I like, but that can get you in trouble when you're not experienced because you're going to throw the ball in the places where you shouldn't throw the ball into. Right, and I think that's the same issue that Alabama's had with the offense this year too. I think yeah, like yeah. Bryce Young has been really, really, really good. And he's the tell, only reason that Alabama yeah. is even but, number three. But he's still a freshman, and he still misses wide open players sometimes. Not not he doesn't like overthrow guys or anything, but he'll miss reads. I mean that that's just what freshman quarterbacks do. Um, I think the biggest disappointment for Oklahoma is the fact that Spencer Rattler's been there. That what he's a junior now. Yeah, he's a junior now, and he's still not seeing the field the way that he should. And he's a good. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I, I, 
I don't know. But he's not an Oklahoma elite quarterback. No. That's the difference. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, a lot of things have gone into that. I think the offensive line's not as good. But that being said, this is the best core of receivers Oklahoma has had in a long time in terms of, like, being tall, built, and physical. And then you have Mario Williams with the speed. You know, there's not really a whole lot of excuses for Spencer Rattler, but, you know, it, it is what it is at this year. You know, this year. I've already given up on this year. I I want us to beat Oklahoma State, obviously, but if we don't, it is what it is. You know, we'll move on to next year. Yeah, I think Oklahoma deserves more of a chance in the college football playoff. But, like, I mean, if you look at the rankings from this week, uh, I mean, the committee's got them at 10 behind two loss Ole Miss, two loss Baylor, uh, one loss Oklahoma State, who they played this weekend. Um, and if they beat them this weekend, they'll get to play them again. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, and, and uh, behind one loss Notre Dame, which – to me, I don't think Notre Dame's schedule has been that much tougher than, well, if at all, uh, over Oklahoma's. I know Oklahoma hasn't been dominating teams, but I, I think Oklahoma should be ranked a little bit well, higher. Well, it's 10. the same thing for Notre Dame every year. It's all about yeah. name brand. Notre Dame is going to get you that money. They have the whole deal with NBC. You know, it's it's just all about name brand for Notre Dame. It doesn't matter how good they are if they're winning football games. The committee or the AP poll is going to put them in the top ten. Period. Yeah, I mean, even me, like Notre Dame's been blowing out teams. I know I haven't really been watching them lately, so I couldn't I tell you how Notre good Dame. they've been. Um, since the Cincinnati game, I was like, okay, Notre Dame's out. Like, I, I don't think they really have a shot. But, I mean, with the way college football's been this year, you have Oregon getting beat last week uh, by Utah, getting blown out by Utah. That goes ahead and puts them out. You had Michigan State, who had a shot at making a run. They're now at 12. Oregon and Michigan State moved from 3 and 7 to 11 and 12. They're both done. Yeah, they're done. They're completely done, for sure. Um, Especially the way Oregon looked, man, it was horrible. Oh my gosh, they looked terrible. It was absolutely horrible against Utah. It was it was it was twenty eight nothing at one point. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they won. What was it like thirty three to seven? <laughs> what or a ten? What an embarrassing. Performance. Yeah, I mean, for a number three team, and yeah, I think, a, I mean, I mean, I think you would agree with me too. The only reason they were ranked number three was, yeah, was because they, they beat, beat Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, and, and and the committee, the committee couldn't validate putting Ohio State over Oregon because of the head to head, and right. Oregon beat them. At Ohio which, State, which, but then they said they're the same thing with the the, the entire head to head thing doesn't make any sense because yeah, they, they the had opposite with Michigan, they, they State, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan over Michigan State. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. But I mean, my whole point is, I think it's a little ridiculous that Oklahoma, even though like I really don't think they've looked that good this year. Like like you've yeah, said, we I mean, don't they, look. We're too soft. Yeah, I mean they're, they're a soft good. football team, but I would have them ranked ahead of a two loss Baylor and a two loss Ole Miss. Mm. Um, I understand Baylor a little bit because of the head to head. I understand. But, I, I I like Baylor being over Oklahoma just because Baylor is Baylor's a good football team. Yeah, Dave Aranda's done a They're great good. job there. They're good. But Baylor's good. Ba- Baylor can compete with anybody in the top ten, other than I'm going to say Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. Baylor can can compete with anybody else. I think they could compete. I mean, I I think they can compete with Georgia. <laughs> Maybe no. not. I mean, I don't think they. Off- offensively, I don't think they have the firepower. No. But in terms of being physical, I think I think they would they would actually. Well, that's because that's how Dave Aranda is. Yeah, I think, and I think one thing you've noticed from Notre or not Notre Dame, from LSU too, since he's left, since he's left, is they are very soft. They're very soft, very soft. That's why I've heard that apparently he's going to be the next head coach at LSU. Oh, I would hate and that. I, I kind of hate, hate that, that for Baylor because I, I like that. him being at Baylor. Me too. But I think that's huge for LSU because I think he him being there was a big reason of why they were such a tough football team. The last couple of years until you know their defense was good. Yeah, was really good. The national championship year they weren't great, but they mm. were still pretty good. Oh, but you see, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and we kind of veered off topic, but yeah. I guess it is what it is at this point. That's part of the show. Uh, LSU, you know how their offense is touted as the greatest offense we've ever seen. I've always been hesitant to say that because Oklahoma did that like all those years before. Yeah, I'm going to say people are saying that. Because the defense that LSU had was able to complement their offense. Yeah. So they were able to win a national championship. If Oklahoma had won a national championship with those offenses that they had, they would have been tied of the greatest offenses we've ever seen. You don't have to keep this keys. I'm just kind of going on a tangent here. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. I actually, I actually agree with you, though. I mean, I, think that's, I mean, that's a good topic to talk about, I think. Because Oklahoma, to me, 2017, 2018, yeah, had great offenses. those were two of the best offenses I've ever seen. No defense. But there's no, but there was no defense. No defense. I mean, at all. And LSU had the, that exact same elite yeah. type of offense. They had a defense. Yeah, they were well, able to win. And I'll say this about LSU too. I mean, that defense wasn't elite at all. But it was still, it was still it better. Was a really it good was team. still, it was still but better he, than Oklahoma. The thing about it, they were, they weren't elite. Like they gave up a lot of points, but they still had like 
three or four players. Yeah, they had really good players. Five players in the first round. Yeah, they had playmakers on that team. On I mean, defense. they had Patrick Queen. They had Devin White. Yeah. They had... Uh, Holy crap. Uh, Delpit. They yeah, had... Delpit. What was uh, uh Greedy Williams at corner. I don't think they Holy had Stingley. Cow. They didn't have Stingley yet. That was That defense was good. No, they, they did have Stingley. They yeah. did have Stingley because yeah, because he played against uh, Pickens in the SEC Championship. Remember that? They gave up a lot of points, but it was, <laughs> it was it, the defense a, was really good. They were, they, it was a talented <laughs> defense, but, here, but, yeah. but they gave up. Yeah, they gave up a lot of points. Of course, I also think it's the same thing with Oklahoma. I, I think I always think it's about Oklahoma too. I think the fact that they score so much and so fast is killer to their defenses. I think it's the defense is on the field too much. And I think that's why Kirby Smart at Georgia won't ever change to that spread throw the ball over the field type offense. And, you know, that's why he sticks with these type of quarterbacks. Yeah. Because it forces him to have to be vanilla yep. on offense. I if, think he does that too. If if he had if he had kept Justin Fields, he would have he would have had to change the offense because you can't just, you know, hold back Justin Fields like that. That's you can't do it. Well it's and I think that's talented. part of the reason Justin Fields transferred too. Yeah. I mean he's because he, I he think, did the right thing. I think Kirby wanted to put him into that like RPO yeah, run first style offense, vanilla, like, like, you know, uh, basic time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Which I think he would have done a good job if he stayed. But I, I think he did a good job. But, but you, obviously, if you he can't. Goes to Ohio State puts up Heisman level numbers. You can't. You can't dial back talent like no. that. You know what I mean? No, you and, can't. You know, on the back on the topic of Dave Miranda, just, just Baylor. Th- think about Baylor. Baylor. If you get the right coach in there. They could be really good. Dude, I mean, they always do that. They, it's, this, they, this is the second time we've seen this. This is the third time we've seen this. I mean, we had who was it? Art Bryles? Art Bryles did a really good job. Now, oh, he, you're right. He didn't Art, leave for a better better job. He yeah, got fired. He got fired because but, but, of uh, off the field issues. Art Bryles was Art good. Art Bryles did really good, and then Matt, Matt Rule, Rule came really in, good. did really good. Dave Aranda, really, Dave Aranda came in, did really good. The only problem with Baylor is people won't stay. Now, Art Bryles, I think, would have stayed. He, he was there stayed. for a while, and he had the program. I'm going to venture to say, and you know, this is this is not a wild thought. Baylor is a better program than Texas right now. It's a better program. Than, yeah, I agree with that. It's a better program. Than I agree with that. They're not getting the better recruits. No. But in terms I would of not, just, just... I would not choose to coach at Baylor <laughs> over... Mostly because Texas would pay me probably four times the amount that Baylor I would. Win. I, I would... Now, now this, is not being, this is not me being, you know, because I hate Texas. This is this is actual, like, yeah. thinking as a coach. I would, I would, I'd rather coach at Baylor. Because you don't have all that outside, all the outside noise. The people yeah. p- pushing in money to to Texas. Those are the ones that See, are they're keeping these. Here, these coaches here's the thing fired. about coaching at Texas, though. You coach at Texas, you get a big buyout. You coach three years, you you have a winning record all three years. They still fire you. You get a seventeen million dollar buyout to get fired. And from a business standpoint, it's smart to coach at Texas. But you're right about the fact that you have a sh- longer leash at Baylor, easily. Well, I mean, Easily. listen. As long as you're, you're you're doing what you're supposed to do. As long as you're winning nine games a, a year, yeah, you're fine. We're talking about coaches. Let's go to the mailbag. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the mailbag. We got at Coach Kissler. Um, his question is: Next move for Dan Mullen. What do you think? He's going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. I think. Ooh. I think in terms of being a head coach, that's not going to happen. NFL offensive coordinator, <sighs> potentially. Um, I think so. I think he's done with college. I think the whole recruiting thing. You know that that now that you now that you say that, yeah, I think I think the entire recruiting thing is going to push him to go to the NFL. Yeah, in my opinion, I think he has always wanted to be an NFL head coach. Yeah, I think the only reason he hasn't is because no one's given him the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think we've heard we heard rumors last year of people that were like. Dan Mullen's going to jump Florida, go become an NFL head coach. I don't think people wanted Dan Mullen to be an NFL head coach. And I hate to cut you off, but think about it. Think about some of the college coaches who aren't successful in college yeah. that go to the pros. Urban Meyer. <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer was successful in, in the college, but I, I was I was gonna go. I was gonna say what's what's the guy in Arizona? Um, oh, that weren't successful in college. And yeah, went that, to pros. That, yeah, that oh, wasn't, okay. Yeah, it wasn't successful. Sorry, in college. I, I misheard that. Your um, <laughs> what's uh, his name Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, wasn't very successful in college. No, now he's. And it was for the same reasons as Dan Mullen at Florida. Because he didn't really value recruiting. He didn't value recruiting. Which I don't think he'd be a bad recruiter, but I think it was more of a, he cared more about the schemes he was running. Exactly. Developing his quarterbacks. Exactly. Than he did that's, recruiting. That, that and Dan Mullen's the same kind that, of That was actually a really, I, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised I even thought about that. Yeah, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan Mullen's probably going to go to an NFL team and probably be really successful. I think he will too. Could, could you imagine, okay, if you're Urban Meyer, is he your first call for no. offense coordinator? He'd be my first call. Really? 
If I was Urban Meyer, I'd quit and go coach too much baggage. Because he's a better recruiter than he is. Too a, much baggage. I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Urban Meyer like that. He has too much going on. I don't man. like Urban Meyer either. But if but I would. That's I'd want Dan Mullen as my offensive coordinator. I wouldn't want him as my head coach. Yeah, I want Dan Mullen as my offensive coordinator. Yeah, of course I'd hire him. I wouldn't want him as my head coach. I would not as a college head coach. I would not want him as my offensive coordinator either. Because I want if, of course I'm I'm a, I'm a biased Georgia fan. I think that every guy you have on your staff should be a good recruiter. In college, I think yeah, every, everybody oh, definitely. I mean, because because the the head coach is is should shouldn't be the only person right. going to the houses. It should be exactly the person who's going to work directly with that player. Right. So if he's going to be a running back, the the guy who coaches running back should go with the head coach. I, I exactly. agree with that. I agree with that. exactly. But see, if I'm like the Atlanta Falcons, I would love for him to be my offensive. So coordinator. who calls plays for the Falcons right now? It's it's the head coach, Arthur Smith. He need, pretty sure he need, he needs to have offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did a really good job calling plays because he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Yeah, but for the Titans, but, but he also had Derrick Henry. But you know what happens when 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 somebody who is the head coach is also calling plays, they can't do head coach type things because they're worried about the offense. Exactly. If Which he, I don't let that, and I think that hurt Dan Mullen too when he was at Florida. Yeah, because he was acting as an offensive coordinator, not as a head coach. Exactly. When when you're a head coach, you need to be a head coach. You need to yeah. have, you need to you know have your hand in everything, not just yeah. one thing. And see, well, and I think you can do that at Mississippi State. Like you can go to Mississippi State oh, sure. and call plays and be the offensive coordinator and not sure. recruit that well, sure, and just develop players, and every like four years have like a nine and three team, sure. But when you're at a school like Florida or like Georgia or like Alabama, if you aren't recruiting in top five on a daily basis, sure, or on a yearly basis, you are going to get fired real quick. Yeah, but that's why I think if I'm a team in the NFL, honestly, like the Atlanta Falcons, like the Houston Texans, like the Denver Broncos, who have a really bad offense. Mm-hmm. Dan Mullen's a guy I would call, for sure. I think that's his next move. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Chad's question. Yeah, this next question's from at Chad S underscore 529. His question is, who is a better fit at Florida? Hugh Freeze, Charles Huff, Lane Kiffin, Dave Aranda, or Billy Napier? Hugh Freeze, son. That that would be that would be dope. I would actually I would actually like to see Hugh Freeze go to Florida. I think it'd be cool. Is that your first call, Hugh Freeze? Yeah. If you're the Florida. Mm-hmm. Mine mine would be Dave Aranda. Honestly, I know. I mean, I know we've been sitting here talking about him. Yeah, but I don't think he'd go to Florida. That's the he, thing. He wouldn't go to Florida. He, no. if anything, he'd go to LSU. I think the only team he leaves for is LSU. Yeah, Hugh Freeze would be nice. I mean, man, think about think about what he did at, at Ole Miss with their offense. He was an like awesome recruiter too. <laughs> he had the number one class at Ole, at Ole Miss in 2016. Could you imagine? Remember uh, Robert Nikam Dichie? I'm gonna tell you right now. If if Hugh Freeze goes to Florida, Georgia fans should be terrified. Oh, I don't want him to go. I do not want Hugh Freeze. I don't want Freeze. He'd be terrified. I don't want Kiffin. You know, I think Kiffin and Dan Mullen are kind of similar. Yeah, K- Kiffin. Kiffin has been giving me weird vibes, man. I, 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 I think I think Kiffin's a better head coach than Dan. He's Mullen, a better head coach. And he's a better recruiter than Dan Mullen. No, man. But I don't think he's I he's think, not an elite recruiter. I think Ole Miss is is just right for 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 Lane Kiffin. I think if Lane Kiffin was going to leave, it should be for Miami. Because he's he's got the South Florida uh, ties. He yeah, loves sure, South Florida. Sure, too. sure, yeah, sure. And, and you know, I mean, there's been sure. rumors that he's going to leave and go to uh, sure. Miami, which would be really cool. But sure. completely off topic, I who's a better fit? I think the best fit is probably Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. I, yeah, I agree with Hugh you. Freeze. I think I think Hugh Freeze is a great fit. The only problem is the reason Dan Mullen just got fired is because of culture problems. Culture problems, and he can't recruit. Mm, yeah, and true. Hugh Freeze has a history. Everywhere he goes, there's culture problems. So, but he's a great recruiter. So maybe they'll just be like, "Okay, here's your chance. Don't screw it up. Come, come here and get a top three class." Hugh Freeze, here's your chance. Don't get caught calling in escorts. But I'll say, I think Hugh Freeze could be like an Urban Meyer. There <laughs> shows yeah. up, shows up, has like four really good recruiting classes. Maybe yeah. wins a national championship. Yeah, and gets, gets and then booted. has you know half his players get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a good. I can absolutely see that, but I, I yeah. don't think I don't think Chief Reese is going to get hired. I think the most That'd be likely, awesome man. I think the most likely guy to get hired for Florida would be either Charles Huff or Billy Napier. I think Billy Napier is be, more likely. Be, that'd be so lame. I don't think it'd be. A that'd, that'd be I don't think it's going to be a Rander or Kiffin. That'd be so lame. Hire Hugh Fee, Hire Hugh Freeze, Florida. That'd be a great pick. But uh, going on to our next question, this is from at George, and George is an Instagram dog. Um, and his question I'm is. Myself. Obviously, I'm cheering for the dogs because I'm a canine myself. Roof, roof. But it is, is it unfair to other teams if one loss Notre Dame gets into the playoff without having to play in a conference championship game? Well, I'm answering a question from a dog. 
not as weird because I talk to my dog at home, so, you know, whatever. Uh, if Notre Dame gets in, I'm going to be pissed. I don't think it's not fair, but I think it wouldn't be fair if they got in over Oklahoma but, or Oklahoma State, in but, my opinion. But but think if about looking at, I mean, look at the rankings right here. So, all right, so, all right, Michigan, uh, if Michigan beats Ohio State, right. They're in. Michigan would play whom in the Michigan? If Michigan beat Ohio State, I think Michigan would jump. But who would Michigan play in the in, in the Big Ten championship game? They'd play Wisconsin probably. All right, so Wisconsin or Iowa, depending right, on so if Wisconsin won against Michigan Minnesota. beats Ohio State and then they lose to then they're out. All right, so that takes the Big Ten out. Yeah, so Michigan and, and Ohio State would both be out at that point. So it would be Georgia. Cincinnati, are we, well, assuming Georgia, that Georgia beats Alabama. Georgia beats Alabama. I think 2 us Alabama gets in, though, at that point. If if Michigan and, and Ohio State both lose, and there's no, look, I mean, look at it, though. You're going to put that, you're going to put Alabama in after the way, I, after the I way, wouldn't. after the way, after the way they looked I against, wouldn't. against Arkansas, and, and the way they looked all year, you're going to put Alabama I, in. I wouldn't. I'm just saying that I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, look, look at it, though. If, if your, if your scenario happens, though, I'm saying, if Georgia wins, Ohio State loses to Michigan, Michigan loses to Wisconsin, and then you have Alabama lose to Georgia, Cincinnati wins out, so Cincinnati's in, and then you're going to get the winner of Oklahoma State. Or no, well, maybe not. Uh, it's, all right, all right. thank you. So, so, Al- not, so yeah. Georgia beats Alabama. So it would be Notre Dame and then the Gone. winner of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. should be. So, all right, so, so now we have Georgia and Cincinnati, and then... Georgia, you got Georgia, Michigan's Cincinnati, out. winner of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, should right, be. So they so might not put Oklahoma in over two loss. Say Alabama though. Say um, Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State this weekend, and then Oklahoma State beats o- Oklahoma in the Big Twelve oh, Championship game. They're both out. They're both out. Right. So then you got Georgia, Georgia you got Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you got Notre Dame, Notre Dame, and you got two loss Alabama is in. Huh. that's exactly what it would be. I mean, it would depend. Now, if Georgia beats the crap at Alabama, they're talk, out. Talk about chaos. That that's not gonna happen. There's talk, no chance. Talk. I mean that that what you what you just said might happen, but I don't think Mich- I think whoever wins through Oklahoma, Michigan Ohio State is gonna be in the playoff. Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State and then Oklahoma State beating them again. That is very likely. The, the, that that can happen. That's very likely. But that, that happen. but the Michigan that and, and Michigan yeah, beating Ohio State, which is unlikely. That's unlikely. And then Michigan losing to Wisconsin. I don't know how unlikely it is that Michigan loses to Ohio State though. You think there's a good chance that happens? You think out of, out of all the years, I think Michigan I, has a shot. I think this is this is this is Michigan's year. Well, we'll save it for we'll later. save it for the picks. We'll save it for the picks. We got next question. Either way, we I don't have to answer this question. Yeah, I'm answering this question here. I don't think it's unfair if Notre Dame gets in. I think it's unfair if they get in over one a one loss conference champion from any from any of the conferences, in my opinion, including Oklahoma, which is why I think Oklahoma should be ranked higher. And you know, but, man, it's yeah. Well, we we've already beat a dead horse, so we're gonna move on. Exactly. Moving on to our next question, we got one from at Nathan Kissler. His question is: Early predictions for the Pac-12 championship game, which right, is so, Oregon Utah round two. Oh, so it's gonna be Oregon Utah round two. Yeah, Utah. I think so too. I mean, the, I just can't see Oregon beating them with that how loss, bad that Utah beat them. Like that loss wasn't a this last weekend. That loss wasn't a you know. Look, it'd be one thing if like it was a last-second field goal. Yeah, if it was they, like they're playing at home, if they the crowd's crazy. You know? That was a that was a Utah. I'm better than you. Well, and here's like Oregon hasn't really looked that good this year either. Besides the the win against Ohio State, and in my opinion, I think that looked more bad on Ohio State than it did good for Oregon. Cause and Ohio State's turned it on since then. They have. I mean, I think against, if, if Ohio State and Oregon against bad teams up until you. Michigan State's a good team though, and they just blew out Michigan State. How good was Michigan State? We, we we've been talking about this for the past couple of weeks. How good was Michigan State? How, Michigan, how good I think were Michigan they? State's a good football team, but their pass defense is awful. You know, they were ranked dead last in pass defense. They lost to Purdue, 130th, and then that was it. That's the only team they lost to. And then they they went and got blown out by Ohio State. Blown out by Ohio State. I mean, I, I I'm still on that boat to where I don't think Michigan State was that good. They just they just happened to beat. You know, well, you Michigan know, and, you know, whatever. And since you bring that up, too, I mean, Michigan State was down pretty big against Michigan before they came back. Kareem Walker put the team on his back and yeah. brought him back in that game. Right. Which is why I've been, I mean, I've been saying Michigan is a better team than Michigan State. But they shouldn't you. have been ranked, they should have been ranked behind Michigan State because Michigan State beat them. I would not be angry if Michigan made the, uh, 
made the playoff. I wouldn't either. I'd actually, I'd actually, I'd like to see that. I would love to see it. Better than Ohio State. I'm tired of seeing Ohio State in there. See, I am too, but I also think that Ohio State has the best chance of beating Georgia, which is also why I don't want them to be in the playoff. Because that offense is deadly. Say what you want about Ohio State, but that offense is deadly. Offense is really good. It's really good. I think they have the, they have the best offense in college football. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Either way, let's go ahead and move on to our pour one out, cut them off segment. Lando, who are you pouring one out for? I am pouring one out for the GOAT, Tiger Woods, swinging a golf club again. I saw that on Instagram. Uh, I, I I shed a tear, and it it it, it 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 was an it was an easy swing. You know, it wasn't anything ridiculous. He still hits his irons better than than I probably ever will, even with a destroyed leg. But it just seeing him swing a club again is just awesome f- from where he was. So it, it it shows that it's progress, and that one day in the near future we're gonna see Tiger Woods back on the golf course, and it's gonna be awesome. So uh, I'm pouring out for Tiger Woods. I know he's putting in that work. And uh, we are, all of us golf fans really want to see Tiger Woods back on the golf course. Yes, we do. And uh, I'm going to cut off Brooks Kepka signing with Shrixon. What? Did you see that? No. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the balls I buy when I don't want to buy expensive he balls. Signed with, he, with he signed with Shrixon. Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, like I saw that. I saw it on Twitter, and I, I looked at it, and I, I was just perplexed. Like, I mean, good for Shrixon. But... Good, good for them, but I'm not... Uh, like he he's yeah, leaving. You know Nike. what that means, though. Now the balls we buy are going to be more expensive. Well, I mean, I, I've been buying the Bridgestone balls anyway. Oh, you buy the Dustin Johnson fifty dollars Bridgestone balls? No, I buy the uh, depends on depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I buy the, the the good ones, but typically I buy the ones that are like twenty bucks. Oh, that's that's not bad. that's not horrible for, for what like a full yeah for a for a full uh, case pack yeah the big case of them yeah, yeah, yeah. The big case of them the yeah. four sleeves yeah yeah so. But but still, Shrix on. That's I. I'm sorry, man. That, that's that's horrible. That's, that, that makes that's absolutely sense. horrible. Like I I'm, <laughs> I I find I find I find one of those balls on the course, and I was like, eh, I might I'll use this one if I, I, I get out of the water. I guess I'll keep it. So yeah, that's hilarious. I'm cutting Brooks Kepka off. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm actually pouring one out for Ryan Day. Um, and be and this for this reason only. I saw on Twitter yesterday. He is undefeated against the Big Ten. And honestly, I did not realize that. What? He has never lost a game against the Big Ten. He's been there for three years. He's been there in 2019, 20, and 2021. And he's been undefeated every single year. He's lost to he lost to Clemson in 2019. It's the only team he lost to. He lost to Alabama last year in the SEC championship. It's the only team he lost to. And then he lost to Oregon this year. It's the only team he's lost to so far. So if Michigan beats them this weekend, that'll be the first win. Against uh, uh, against Ryan Day in the Big Ten, wow. isn't that crazy? Yeah, no one realizes that. No one, insane, no one has man. said a word about that. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That's nuts. That's that, that's what you call dominance. That is dominance. That's dom like 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 Oklahoma winning six straight Big Twelve championship games is dominance, but they've also lost a game to yeah. a Big Twelve opponent. Even the best teams in the country, year in and year out, end up dropping a game because that means he's also because I think Ohio State's won what three straight. Big Ten championship games? They've won. Yeah, it's three or four straight, right? I think it's four straight. I think it's more than that. No, because there are three teams that have won, you know, like back-to-back-to-back championship games. One's Clemson. That's not going to happen this year, obviously. You're talking about Big Ten championship? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about there are three teams in, in, the, in the Power Five that have won. Uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, and Clemson. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio State is, it's like they're, they've won four in a row. I they've think. won more than that. It was 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. They didn't win 15. No, Michigan because, State won in 15. Yeah, Michigan's. That's the last time they won. It's been five years. I think you're right. Because 16 was when right. they were a two Mich- loss team. No. Maybe 16, maybe they didn't. No, 16. No. Penn State won in 16. That's yeah, the last I was going to say, yeah. Penn yeah. State won in 16. So, so it's, it's 17, worth. 18, 19, That's five, 20. Right. So four. You're four right. straight. I was right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I'm an idiot. I, I know, I'm sorry. I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. <sighs> Wit. I'm an idiot. But anyway, uh, pour one out for Ryan Day. Unbelievable. Uh, I will be cutting off people who have weddings during football season. Well, I mean, yeah. And specifically, people who have weddings during the SEC championship. Wait! Oh no! Sorry, guys. That these are these sucks. are two these are two of my best friends. Look, there's a list of people. That sucks. There's a list of people that I would 
not go to their there's a list of people who <laughs> I would skip the SEC watching the SEC championship to go to their wedding. Right. And right. this is these are one of those people. <laughs> like it, it could not it could not have been worse luck for me. Yeah. I'm very excited to go to this wedding. It's gonna be an awesome wedding. I'm an usher, so I'm not even in the wedding, but I am I'm oh, really so you excited. Can, you, to go. you can still watch the game. Yeah. I mean, well I mean the wedding's at five thirty, the game's at four. So it's really kind of uh, halftime. It's no, kinda, that's, not, that's not half. That's that's like that's like mid first quarter. The game's at four, and the wedding's at five thirty. Okay, you're but yeah, you're an right. hour and a half you're into right. the game. That's not mid first quarter. <laughs> All right, we're talking about second quarter then. Mid second. quarter. Yeah, it might be like into the second. Mid second quarter. I thought you said five halftime. It's kind of halftime. I mean, Georgia also runs yeah. the ball a lot. Yeah, but you know, so the clock the clock runs commercials and things like yeah, that. We, yeah, uh, SEC championship too. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, but cutting that off because come on. It's college football season. This is the South. We know what is the most important part of people's lives down here, and it's football season. And we also know that if you want a happy life, you have to have a happy wife. That is true. So do what your woman wants you to do. That is true. If she wants the wedding in the fall, it's going to be in the fall. That's true. So sucks. Well, I'm Watch it on your phone. I'm a winner and winning guy because I sweat like a pig in the summertime and because I like watching Georgia football. It's going to be fall. outdoors, indoors. It's indoors. It'll be good. It'll be, I'm act, it's actually going to be a very nice wedding. It's going to be awesome. I went to uh, Emily's wedding. It, it, was in, it, was in, uh, it was in March, outdoors. Oh, that's probably freezing cold. Sun, but I, I almost, almost had frostbite on my toes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> that's a little too much. Great Key, wedding, though. Keys, who you pouring one out for? I'm going to talk about Oklahoma a little bit more, but I'm not going to dump on them as much as you guys have been today. Uh, I'm pouring one out for Oklahoma defensive lineman Jalen Redmond, who had a scoop and score for 42 yards for the go-ahead touchdown. Uh, that was nine seconds left in the half. Yeah. So. Oh, Keys, did you also see um, – so uh, what's his name? Uh, Brock Purdy tried to cut back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, so, so Brock Purdy was scrambling out to the right. And there were defenders who had did what they're supposed to do. They 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 kept the edge. Dude tries to cut back, go the other way. And there's, I think it was it, it was a uh, Perion Winfrey, big dude number eight, crushed him. Like don't cut back if if you're if you're running football, especially against big defensive linemen because they're gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big deal for Oklahoma. It really kind of saved face for them. So pour one out for Jalen Redmond, and I'm gonna be cutting off Michigan State. They have obviously two terrible losses this year. They were doing pretty well. They set themselves up to be pretty successful, and then they all of a sudden lose to Purdue and Ohio State just terribly after they beat Michigan, which put them in a really good position, like I just said, to maybe get in the playoff. But they, they lost 40-29 to to Purdue and then 56-7 to to Ohio State, which was the same score that Georgia beat Charleston Southern by, if that tells you anything. So that was that's not a great loss. So, you know... Yeah, maybe they actually weren't that good to begin with, and Michigan was just a fluke. And uh, just to throw this one out there in the same category, Oregon, cutting them off a little bit too, they totally blew their playoff spot, losing to Utah, 38-7. to It was just completely out of left field. They should not have lost that game. So they're cut off. Let me say one thing, too, about Michigan State, since you brought that up. I watched the full game this weekend uh, before the wedding I went to, which was another fall wedding. Um, <laughs> dude, their offensive play calling was terrible. Oh, Michigan State. I mean, terrible. They had all kinds of opportunity to score against Ohio State's defense. Dude, the best player in the country is uh, Kareem Walker. Yeah, he's really good. He's the best. He's the best player in the entire country, and they gave him the ball nine times in the first half. That's ridiculous. And Ohio State's run defense is not good. That's 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 when a when an offensive coordinator outthinks himself, and you know. Tries to go with a game plan that they that they put in place during the week. No, man, he, you have to you have to ride the horse that brought you there, man. Well, I think they came out too trying to be that like punch you in the mouth early kind of upset win because I mean they were I mean they were they were a twenty point underdog, even though they were ranked number seven. I think they should have just rolled with the game plan they've had all year. What's the best way to beat a high powered offense? It's to slow the clock down, run the ball, keep them off. And the they field. didn't do that. They threw the ball the whole game, and their quarterback is not that good. Yeah. Peyton Thorne is not a good quarterback. They don't have good receivers. Uh, and honestly, it frustrated the crap out of me. But this is what it is now. We'll go ahead and move on to our locks of the week. Uh, Matt's lock of the week is LSU plus 6.5 against Texas A&M. Lando, who's your lock of the week? Uh, I'm going to go with Boise over San Diego State. 
Boise is actually not ranked. San Diego State is what are they? Twenty two? Is is that is that right? Yeah, they're twenty one. They're twenty one. Yeah, San Diego State is uh, twenty one. So I'm gonna go with the upset, Boise. Nice, good pick. I actually saw that one earlier. I almost thought about picking that one. I'm gonna pick Florida State over Florida. I think this is gonna be the first time yeah, in yeah, I think yeah. it's been five years since Florida State beat Florida. I'd like to see that. And they're both five and six. So the winner becomes bowl eligible. Oh, so Florida State's going to be playing hard, man, real hard for that win. And Dan Mullen just got fired. Florida's not going to be there. The entire team has quit on this season. I mean, you could tell from the – I mean, they got blown up by South Carolina. They lost in overtime on a last-second two-point conversion against Missouri. Yeah. They almost – honestly, they almost lost to Sanford. They, I, they barely beat Sanford. I don't think they're going to show up against Florida State. Florida State's been playing good football, too. You could – we're we're gonna see one or two things from Florida on uh on Saturday. Either that team's gonna come out playing really hard because Dan Mullen's gone, or what I think and what Whit thinks is gonna happen is it's gonna be the same of what we've been seeing all year. They're gonna come out and not be there at all and get absolutely destroyed by Florida State. I think it's gonna be exactly what happened with uh when Chad Lunsford got fired at Southern. I think they're just gonna quit. Yeah. I think it's just they, they don't wanna play in a bowl game. They're just ready for next year. They're ready, yeah, ready to get a new yeah, coach. New coach in there. They're ready for a culture change. They're ready, ready to figure out something new. I bet half those kids transfer too. I think they do too. Yeah. I think all the good guys at least. I mean, I, I honestly don't. I, tra- I transfer. I don't think there's a lot of really good players on Florida this year. I mean, I think they have, they have some good talent because it's Florida, but. Yeah. I mean, it's in Florida. That's you'd crazy. Want at Oklahoma. Not really. Yeah. I mean, I can't really think of a guy <laughs> that's like. Not like really. really stands out. I mean. Nah, not really. Kair Elam is a really good corner. Yeah, but he he's, a, he he's the only one I can think of that's like. He's some corners. I think he's really good. Yeah, he gives some corners. That's the only player I can think of, which is crazy because it's Florida. You'd think there'd be plenty yeah, of guys. Plenty of there. DBs, but. Even when LSU, I mean, LSU sucked this year, and they have tons of guys I'd want at Georgia. Also, LSU sucks because they don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback's horrible. Their quarterback is horrible. Max Johnson kind of sucks, but. Uh, Keys, who's your lock this week? All right, my lock this week is going to be clean old fashioned hate. Georgia over Georgia Tech. No contest here. Georgia Tech has been in mega garbage time for, let's be honest, the past few seasons. So I, I think Georgia, honestly, they cover the spread on this. I think I saw the spread was was minus 35, but I'm going to go ahead and say Georgia definitely covers that. And I'm going to say they score at least 50 points. I mean, they have to score at least 50. I mean, they're probably not going to play their starters very much at all, honestly. If they play them for two touchdowns, I'll be surprised. They need to get JT on there, get him, uh, get him a little bit more of a feel. I, I just don't, I just don't see this being a contest at all. It's, it's a good rivalry game sometimes, every eight years or so, but not this year. I'm gonna say this: uh, if you're a Georgia fan and you still think JT Daniels is gonna is gonna be starting for you, it's not happening. Well, you need him to get in there so he's not rusty if you have an injury or something if, in the in if, the natty. If, yeah, okay, I understand. You know. Yeah, if 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 you have an injury, but in terms of him. Him coming in and starting, it's a wrap. No, yeah, it's, it's all the mailman time now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm saving this. I'm saving my. I'm an idiot for. Yeah. Hopefully, after if, if there's a potential you. national championship at Georgia. But if I if I'm Kirby Smart right now, honestly, I've, I've thought this the past two weeks too. If I'm Kirby Smart right now. There's no way Stetson Bennett's coming out of the lineup. No way. There's no way. No I mean, way, the way, no how. And it's and it's the same reason I told you earlier, and the same thing we've talked about. Kirby likes to run the ball and slow the clock down, yeah. or speed the clock up, slow the game down, and play good defense. JT doesn't, and, doesn't fit that mold. And Kirby's wanted to do that the past three years. Yeah. Actually, no, he's wanted to do it the past five years. Yeah. And we did a good job with Jake Fromm, but after Jake in 2019, the team was terrible. Yeah. The off, or sorry, the offense was terrible. The defense was elite. We couldn't do it. We didn't have the right receivers for it. I think this year, Stetson has for sure improved from last year, hundred yeah. percent. And the receivers are a thousand times better. And his ability to run, yeah, which also is massive, is key. I mean, and, and, and like, come on, he's not Lamar Jackson. No, I. But you, I think you don't have to be. I think his run game is overblown. I still think that. But the fact that he has a run game, the fact that when a play, you know, gets blown up, that he can. Scramble and get you six yards instead and he of does taking it that consistently. Sack. That's the key. It's every single game. They don't. W- Georgia doesn't need him to, to go run for a hundred yards a game. They don't need him to do that. They just need him to get out of those tough situations. I think get six yards. Get Kirby, out of bounds. What Kirby's doing now is it's Stetson's team until yep. Stetson gives you a reason to put JT in. And even still, man, it's 
where I think I mean if if Stetson throws three interceptions and Georgia's down by two touchdowns at halftime against Alabama, JT's in the football game. <sighs> yeah. I think you have to do that. I don't think Stetson's a guy you, you, that you have to do something at Stetson that point. Stetson Bennett is not yeah. a guy to, that's gonna bring you back against somebody. Yeah. I agree with that's, that. That's but I but I think I think that's why JT hasn't freaked out and, tra- and put in, in the transfer portal or anything yet. Yeah. Because he knows. He's like, if we get down against Ohio State or Bama or somebody, I, I'm in the game. It's my team. Yeah. And I could absolutely see that happening, too. I think I think it's a good situation for Georgia to be in. To have, I think it is, too. Yeah, those two quarterbacks. So I, I think it is, too. Yeah. I, I definitely trust JT Daniels as a backup. But yeah. let's go ahead and get into our picks. We got a bunch of picks this week. Um, to start off, we have what has become one of my favorite games in college football. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's all of ours. Um, very underrated rivalry. We got Georgia Southern at App State. Uh, what is, in my opinion, the best rivalry in the group of five. I think a future Power Five rivalry um, as the conferences realign. App State is a 24.5-point favorite this year. I hate App State. Uh, Matt has the Mountaineers as the winner of this game, um, which is actually treacherous as a Georgia Southern fan to pick. I can't believe I can't believe he did that. Yeah, that's actually ridiculous. Uh, Lando, who you got? Uh, Georgia Southern. Do I ever Absolutely. pick against Georgia Southern? No. Yeah. No, and I'm not picking against Georgia Southern either, but I don't think Georgia Southern wins this football game. But I'm not picking App State because I can't, because I hate them. So you're just picking nothing. I'm picking not Southern. It's not Georgia. Not Georgia Southern will not win this football game because we suck. We are really bad. We're horrible. Yeah. But I would have loved to go into that BYU game, though. I was going to say, I'm glad you said something about that because they played pretty well. I, I really thought that was just going to be an points. absolute blowout. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, thirty-four they to seventeen. The first, the first half, they they led at one point. It, it was pretty good. Did y'all did y'all watch the game at all? I was at work and I don't have ESPN Plus. So yeah, I, I was at a wedding, so I really didn't get to watch it. I watched. I it. kept up with it, but there was this new quarterback that came in, and he yeah, um, he's a run first guy, but he actually threw the ball pretty decently from the highlights I saw. Shows you what's to come. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's a great guy to run when um when Clay Hilton comes in to run the RPO offense yeah, just, I think he's going to be a good guy to have in there. Just a guy for the for his first year to bridge the gap. Yeah. But what we saw Georgia Southern put up 17 points against the 14th ranked team in the country. You know, just imagine what Georgia Southern is going to be able to do once they ah it, man. It, it's it's exciting to think about. It's, I'm very I'm it's very It's really excited exciting for to think about. I'm very excited for next season. Um Hopefully we get through this App State game and look somewhat decent. Yeah. But moving on to one of my other favorite robberies, and also a robbery that I think is very underrated, we have number nine Ole Miss taking on Mississippi State in Starkville. This is the Egg Bowl. Oh, Egg Bowl. Yeah, this is the uh, Thanksgiving tradition, uh, at least for me. Mississippi State is a one-point favorite, even though Ole Miss is nine and Mississippi State is not ranked. Hmm. Matt has the reps. Who you got? Hmm... I'm going to go with Mississippi State. I think this is a really good game. Rival- I think this is going to be a very, very, very games good game. Games like these, like 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 the Egg Bowl and Bedlam, like games like that, like that, it doesn't matter which team is is really good or, or really bad. Like those games always seem to be really close and, and weird things happen. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Always. I'm going to pick Ole Miss, but I think it's a really, really, really close game. I actually think Mississippi State goes up early. Yeah. Because I think those cowbells are going to be going crazy. And Most annoying going. thing in, in Yeah, I mean, it, it's terrible, but it makes for a really good atmosphere if you're Mississippi State. Yeah. So, but I think uh, Matt Corral's too good. I think they have too much talent on that offense. Uh, and I think Mississippi State has a good defense, but I think Ole Miss's defense has gotten, they've improved enough to where they can slow down that pass happy Mississippi State offense. So yeah. I got all Miss for sure. Uh moving on to another really good rivalry game. This is number 16 Iowa taking on Nebraska. Nebraska who is unranked and is 3 and 8 while Iowa is a two-loss team. Nebraska is a three and a half point favorite. I'm going Nebraska, which is unbelievable. Matt has Iowa. Going, going to Nebraska? Nebraska because Nebraska has has found ways to lose this year and I think they finally figure it out and get a good feel good win. Uh, uh, this weekend. I'm going to go with Nebraska. You know, uh, Adrian Martinez isn't playing in this game. This is starting quarterback for Nebraska. I know. So He also does. He does suck. He sucks. Though. Yeah, he's terrible. Horrible. He's really bad. But like, who, I, but, who, uh, but he's the starter. Who who are they playing? Um, they had a chance to beat him. Was it, was it, was it Ohio State or was it Oklahoma? No, it was or, Ohio State. 
Yeah. Was it Ohio State? Yeah. They were playing Nebraska were playing Ohio State. Yeah, and, a, and Adrian Martinez was horrible. Yes, he was terrible. He, he, he was the reason he they was lost. Really bad. He was the reason they lost. I'll say this about Adrian Martinez. He's a really good runner. Great runner. Now he's he's not he's not, you know, eh, Lamar. He's all right. He's not Lamar. But he's he's a good he's a really good runner. He's all right. But he's a dreadful oh, he's, he's passer. Cor- Man. I mean, awful. It's he's bad. he's good for maybe one good throw a game. It's bad. One good throw. I would say I, I would even say that. He's, he had one really good deep ball against uh, Ohio oh, State, man, and that's the reason little... I say that. I, I think, I he think... had a good one against Oklahoma. Too. Now that you said that, Adrian Martinez not playing is going to be the reason Nebraska wins. <laughs> I just don't know who their backup is. I don't, do, I don't either. I think their backup's worse, which is scary. <sighs> That'd be horrible. Could you imagine if Nebraska had Scott Frost and a good quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, I, Nebraska doesn't suck. They just they find That's why I lose. don't think they should fire Scott Frost, which they aren't. They're keeping him for at least one more year. Yeah. But we'll move on to the next game. Um, I, don't, I don't know the name of that rivalry. I'm actually going to pick Iowa. I, don't, I realize I, did, I didn't pick anybody. I'm okay. picking Iowa because I think Iowa's defense, I mean, Iowa's looked really bad, but Iowa's defense is still good. They're not They're not like a top two or three unit in the country like they, everyone thought they were. They're in the same boat with quarterback play, though. That it's, Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Game's gonna be boring. It's bad, but they have better they have better players on offense than Nebraska does. This game will be a a three to two game. It'll be a slow game. I yep. think it's a really close game. Very close game. Low scoring. I but I think Iowa wins. Iowa also owns Nebraska. Yeah. They never lose to Nebraska. Uh moving on to the next game, we got North Carolina at number twenty, North Carolina State. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't really watched the ACC a ton this year, and I've done either. a really bad job of keeping up with it. And I'm sorry for all my ACC fans out there. Who cares? Um, but I'm pretty sure this game, if North Carolina wins, I think Clemson goes to the ACC championship. I think <laughs> I could be wrong. No Wake Forest, Wake Forest might have to no lose way. to um, who they play this weekend. So but. you said, so you said, if 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 North Carolina wins this game, or if, if North NC Carolina State beats NC State, then I think Clemson, Clemson goes because I think NC State's the only team because because uh, Clemson just beat Wake Forest last weekend. All right, so that being said, I'm going to go with North Carolina because I want to see Clemson in the, in the ACC championship game. I do too, even yeah. though I think I think Pitt I think Pitt will beat them if they play again because Pitt's huh. Pitt's going to be the other team. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I think North Carolina beats NC State. I think NC State's a kind of a fake team. I mean, they beat they beat Clemson, but they also beat Clemson really close when Clemson was playing really bad. Yeah. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going North Carolina. North Matt Carolina. has NC State, which. NC State honestly should win this game. They should. Because North Carolina is bad, especially on defense. Good offense. I mean, Sam Howell is really good. They have yeah. a good offense. Uh, but moving on, we have um, the SEC game of the week. We have number three, Alabama, as a 20-point favorite taking on Auburn. In Auburn, Alabama has not been Auburn at Auburn since 2014. That's the last time they beat them. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, 2015. 15. When they had Derrick Henry. Auburn. Derrick Henry was there the last time they beat Auburn at Auburn. Auburn. You had Auburn upset? Yeah. Ooh. You know, Auburn has no Bo Nix, too. They got TJ Finley from LSU. Oh. Yeah. And they just lost to South Carolina last weekend. I kind of want to change my pick. Auburn. You're keeping it? Rolling? I'm, 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 I'm going to roll with Auburn. Against the spread or all together? Or both? No. Straight up? Uh, no. No, I think no. I think it's going to be a close game. Well, I mean, yeah. Alabama is the favorite. Yeah, so no. If Auburn wins straight Auburn up, wins. then they cover. You, yeah, don't, you don't understand yeah. spreads, though, do you? Uh, not, 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 not entirely. <laughs> not entirely. I don't, I, don't, I don't look at spreads like that. I, okay, well. Too much, too much to think about, too much to explain. I, I'm just going to go with Auburn. Matt wants Bama. Or sorry. Matt, of course, Matt wants Bama. Uh, obviously, Matt, shocker. Matt thinks it's going to be Bama, but he says it's going to be closer than he wants because of Jordan Hare, Black Magic. I think it's going to be closer than he wants because I don't think Alabama is like an unstoppable force like they usually are. That's what I'm going with. And I'm not. I think Alabama still has an opportunity to win a national championship this year. I think they're good enough to win a national championship this year, but I, I don't think they are the team that's going to walk in and just bulldoze Auburn at Auburn. But I think Alabama wins, but I think Auburn covers. I actually have Alabama covering written down. I know you're looking at it right now. Yeah. But uh, I think Auburn does cover. Because 20 points is a lot. Yeah. I don't think Alabama is a cover 20 points against Auburn. Gambling. Yeah, I don't understand them. And the Iron Bowl. Iron Bowl is weird, man. It's always a weird I always enjoy watching the Iron Bowl, even though I I don't, you know, necessarily care for either team. But, you know, womp womp. 
Right. And on to, oh, this is our Pac-12 game of the week. We have Oregon State at number 11, Oregon. Actually, you know, we talked about the Pac-12 championship earlier. I forgot about this. Chad pointed out earlier that if Oregon State wins this game, Oregon State's in the Pac-12 championship against Utah. Ah, that's cool. Oregon. Yeah, Yeah, I think Oregon... I think Oregon too. I, I haven't really watched Oregon State this year, but I don't think they're as good as they were last year when they beat Oregon. Oregon, Oregon is gonna is gonna learn from that loss against Utah, yeah, and they're gonna be pissed. They're gonna know. be play really, really yeah. hard. Yeah, I think this is a Thibodeau, Kayvon Thibodeau, like five sack game. Yeah, kind of deal. And Matt has Oregon too. I got, I got Oregon. I don't think they cover though. It's a seven point spread. I think Oregon State keeps it close. I think mm. it's gonna be a good game. Mm. Civil War is usually a pretty good game. Too. Yeah, you know. But on to what I think is probably going to be the best game of the weekend. We got number 10, Oklahoma, at number 7, Oklahoma State, um, in Stillwater, as Lando would put it, Stoolwater, more than likely. Yeah, <laughs> Stoolwater. <laughs> Oklahoma State's a three-and-a-half point favorite. I think both actually still have a chance to make the playoff. Oklahoma State actually has a really good shot to make the playoff now uh, with Oregon and Michigan State getting beat last weekend. Matt has Oklahoma State in a close one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Lando, who you got? Uh yeah, so Oklahoma State is nineteen and eighty one against Oklahoma all time. Uh, the last time I I witnessed Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma was in two thousand fourteen, and that was because of Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't see that happening again. So Oklahoma, obviously, yeah, shocker. That could o- be close though. Oklahoma is Oklahoma State's daddy. Yeah, like, big time, big, big time. time daddy. Honestly, like like the Dodgers to Luke Jackson, daddy. It, it's it, it's really it's really to me it's really not even a, a rivalry at this point. Like that's, I, I don't even really care. It's it's funny because it's kind of like Georgia Georgia Tech, except for Oklahoma State is usually ranked like, like randomly. Yeah, like Oklahoma State is a good football team. Yeah, they just they they're just a good don't football program. Us. They just yeah. get destroyed yeah. by their top rival you know, every like, year. It's but Oklahoma see, State. They're also care. like Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma is Oklahoma State's biggest rival, but Oklahoma State is not Oklahoma's biggest rival. Ex- yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like it, like Oklahoma just kind of steps on Oklahoma State, and like hops over them every. But that year. being said, it is bedlam, and yeah. the, and the game is always well, fun to watch. I mean, Oklahoma State's a favorite. I yeah. mean, Oklahoma State's, in my opinion, Oklahoma State has been a better team than Oklahoma this season. Oh, uh, oh, of course. Yeah, from start to finish. And but I think Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma knows how to win football games. Also. Lincoln Riley better better preach to these players this week that they have to win this game if they want to keep the streak going of winning these Big Twelve championship games. Yep. You gotta you gotta come out and play hard. So Oklahoma, yeah, and I have Oklahoma too. I think they win in cover, obviously, because they're not the favorite. Um, what's really gonna be tough is Oklahoma beating Oklahoma State for a second time. Yeah. That's we'll talk about that next yeah, week. That that's a that's a talk for another time. We'll talk if, about that next week and if it happens. So. Next up is the college game day game of the week. Uh, this is a massive massive game with tons of playoff implication. This is number two Ohio State, who is an eight point favorite taking on newly appointed number five Michigan in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, huge rivalry game. Uh, what do they call it? The game is that what it's called? I don't know. I think it's called something the game. stupid. I think it's called the game. Uh, this is widely regarded as the greatest robbery in college football. It's not my favorite robbery in college football. It's not mine either. I mean, it's honestly like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Iowa State usually, it, or Ohio State just dominates. Yeah, it, I mean, I just... Michigan's kind of been a joke of a program. Normally, like like rivalry games, I, I'll if it's a good one, I'll watch it. But this is, this is one that I maybe watch a half of it, and I'm just like, okay, I'll move on to something else. But like the, it's not like the Iron Bowl where I'm going to watch... The game no, from start to finish. That's what I'm saying. The Iron Bowl is good. Uh, yeah. Iron Bowl is good every single year. Yeah. I mean, there's maybe one or two years here and there where, where Auburn's just not up to snuff. Right. And it gets blown out, which this year, honestly, I mean, it could be like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Last year was like that. Yeah. But, yeah, Matt has Ohio State. He has Michigan covering. Lando, who you got in this game? Yeah, I, I, alluded, I alluded to this earlier. If there's any year that Michigan can do it is this year, I think it's going to happen. I think Jim Harbaugh finally – gets that monkey off his back and beats Ohio State for the first time. Ohio State has a potent offense and Jim Harbaugh knows that. He's a smart coach and he's going to keep that Ohio State offense on the sideline and run the clock out. So, I'm going to go with Michigan. It's going to be a really good game. Uh I got Michigan by three safeties and a touchdown and extra point. Wow, lots of math. So, for me, I picked Michigan to make the playoff. I think it was the last time we did a show. Not at the beginning of the year. I'm not crazy. 
but last time we did a show, if you go back and listen, I said, you can come back on here and kill me, chastise me, whatever. Ah, uh, you did say that. Yep. I think Michigan is going to be a surprise team in the playoff. And after last week, Ohio State makes me think that that's not going to happen as much. Hmm. But I'm a man of my word. I think I need to continue to roll with what I said last weekend. So I'm going to take Michigan. I think Michigan, if they don't switch out quarterbacks like they did against Michigan State, they kept switching out McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. And I understand why. J.J. McCarthy is a five-star, like, number five quarterback in the class. Super, like, stud. Like, I I was huge on him coming out of high school. But Cade Mac, <laughs> You were huge on him? Yeah, huge. <laughs> massive. Massive. Girthy. But listen, <laughs> McCarthy. McCarthy oh is going to be a really good quarterback for Michigan. But McNamara has been really good for them this year. Girthy. <laughs> Shut up. He's been really good for them this year. McNamara did really well against Michigan State, too. But they kept pulling him, and they kept killing his rhythm. Mm. It was honestly the same thing as, like, Jake Fromm. But to me, I compare everything to Georgia, obviously. Yeah. Back in 2018, Shocker. Jake Fromm had one bad game. The rest of that year, he was fantastic. But they kept pulling him for Justin Fields to give Justin Fields chances to get in games. They're doing the same thing here. McNamara, he's not going to be a pro quarterback, but he's good. He's a good player. He's been really good for them. They've been better when he's in the games. If they roll with McNamara, if they hand the ball off to Hassan yeah. Haskins more than 15 times or nine times like freaking Michigan State did, um, I think Michigan wins this game. I think they do. They're a really good running football team. If they can slow down the clock like Michigan State couldn't do, if they can make passes with McNamara and their receivers, which they have better skill talent and a better quarterback than Michigan State did as well, um, and I think their defense, especially pass defense, is better than Michigan State's. I think they have a really good shot to win this game. Not to mention it's in Ann Arbor, and that place is going to be rocking. If Michigan plays like Nebraska did against Ohio State, Michigan will win the game. Well, and I I think Nebraska and Michigan play similar football, too. The only, the only difference is obviously quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't have Adrian Martinez playing exactly. quarterback. Michigan, take the, air, take the air out the football, hand it to, to, to Haskins, 25 you have, times. You have to beat Ohio State. You have to take the ball out of C.J. Stroud's yeah. hands. C.J. Stroud has come into his own. He's, a he's great getting quarterback. better. He's a great quarterback. He's not making mistakes anymore. He's not. Listen, he's not Justin Fields. No. He's not Dwayne Haskins when he was there. He might be. He's better than J.T. Barrett. I, I think. think next year, though, just his, his, his throwing ability is... He's a stud. Next level, man. He's a stud. I was big on him coming out of high school, too. He can. Huge. Girthy. But listen, he, <laughs> the receivers are the reason their offense is so good. They have three of the top receivers in receiving yards in the entire country. Yeah. And on their bench, they had the last two number one receivers in the last two classes yeah. in 2020, 2021. And they're sitting on the bench. And they have three guys that are the top three receivers in the country in, in receiving yards. It's unbelievable. Their offense is unreal. But that's what I'm saying. If Michigan State can run the ball, if they can yeah. play on good enough line. defense to slow them down, yeah. run the clock out, I think they win the game. And I think being at home gives them that advantage. I think it's a really, really, really close game. I think Ohio State has a better chance to win this game, but I think Michigan does pull off the upset. Well, that's our show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate it. Before you guys log off today, please don't forget to drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, drop a follow on Spotify, and give us a follow on our social media on Instagram at AroundTheKeg and on Twitter at AroundTheKegPod. Send us any questions or topics you want us to discuss on the show, and we'll be happy to include as much as we can. Have a great week. See y'all.